0: all right welcome one welcome all to episode 88 of the man to man nba show on the nothing but net channel over on dash radio or your podcast listening method of choice I'm JP. They are Andy and Liam. You'll get to know them in just a second. However, before we get started, I would like to talk to you today about WinBet. If you want to bet with the best, you need to be betting on WinBet. This episode is brought to you by WinBet, and they're also the official betting app of the podcast. WinBet, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, is a betting app that is available in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, and hopefully more to come soon. And they have hooked us up with a very, very nice way to get you guys into the betting world. All you have to do is click the link in the description on whatever platform you're listening to, or go to our social medias, click any of the links in our bios, wherever you can find it, man-to-man podcast, at man-to-man podcast. All you got to do is deposit $1 and you get $100 store credit to bet with, or you can opt in and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000, which means whatever you bet up to $1,000, you will get back if it doesn't win. And if it wins, there you go. Brand new for fresh start, already winning. Good for you. You can literally only win when you start betting with WinBet. Here's a tip for the first timers. Don't bet against the Warriors ever. They will cover and they will laugh in your face while they do. Get yourself over at WinBet, download the app, make an account, click on our links, get started today, support the pod, win yourself some money. That is WinBet. And now that we have got the sponsors out the way, let me welcome in the two men themselves, the founders, the the geniuses behind the operation, Liam, Andy, gentlemen, how are we doing today? How was the Thanksgiving weekend?
1: It was good, man. It was very good. Thank you, uh, D, for doing a little intro for us. Hope all is well with you. Andy, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving as well, but I'm excited to, to get back on. It's always a pleasure being on the mic with you, uh, you fine fellas, on a Sunday afternoon.
2: Yeah, man, I'm fucking hungover. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel good though, you know, got that liquid IV. Let the Lord talk to me for a second, man. JP, appreciate you opening for us, brother. Um, yeah, I left over PF Changs on Thanksgiving and, you know, had one of my mom's friends come over on Wednesday, drank some wine, drank some margaritas. Um, you know, mom had a migraine the next day and pretty much just ate some leftover PF Changs. So it's pretty much what we did. But, you know, that liquid IV was talking and, um, yeah, I think that's all I got right now.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a hell of a weekend. I mean, I yeah, say, you know,
2: it it was good, I, man. It was good. I I um I will say though with the margarita um you know, traditional margarita, the margarita mix and everything else. And I then like tried a, a body armor mix with the margarita. You don't ever want to do that, man. It's disgusting. You guys tried it? Like Gatorade with a margarita. Like as a margarita mix. That's not no. my forte, man. Yeah, it's like a it's a big no no. But uh, hope you guys ate well, man. You know that bidet was rocking.
0: Absolutely, you're the bartender, so I'll listen to you about that. I uh, I I'm all for hydrating while you drink, but I, the whole mixture thing I'm not totally up on yet. I know there's like alcoholic water you can drink. Uh, that that's that's above me. I I just like my 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 casual my casual drinking. But with with Thanksgiving weekend over. Before we get into the basketball, which I know is what the people are here for, but I, I got to ask, I got to gauge the room. Is it an appropriate time to start listening to Christmas music, holiday music, right like midnight the day after Thanksgiving? Is it before Thanksgiving? Is it December first? Is it December fifteenth? I, I, I'd like to gauge the room here a little bit because I know my opinion on it, but I know that's a it differs wildly from person to person. I'll I'll send it to Liam first because I know he's got I know he's got something to say about this
1: yeah so i'm I'm big mm-hmm. on how you don't put up Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving. You have to eat your meal thanksgiving first, and then afterwards, if you want to put up your decorations, go ahead and I'm almost the same way about that with Christmas music, but I would even say almost the the week in between you know your Thanksgiving and then December first. That is not, you, you shouldn't be listening to Christmas music there. Once December 1st hits, that's December. It's, you know, 25 days of Christmas. Start blasting your Christmas music then. I don't know. It's, But, you know, on the other hand, some people are like, you know, you got your Christmas tree up. It's okay to listen to Christmas music. But you get so long to listen to Christmas music by the time Christmas hits. If you don't, you know, spread it out. You're going to run out of songs. You're going to be listening to the same stuff all over and over again. So, I don't know. That's my take about it. I don't know if that's...
2: You got that Christmas... I, I still don't have my Christmas decorations up, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. We got them, we got them rocking at my mom's shop, but not yet. And I I feel like that's on me. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like I'm the one that's supposed to be putting up Christmas decorations, but I'm kind of just putting it over to the side. I love Christmas, man. Um, happy Hanukkah, right? It's Hanukkah.
0: Um, it's coming up.
1: That is a, that is, I think it's today's around.
2: Oh, well, well, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. November 28th, Sunday oh, ends on up. Monday. Shut you know what I'm saying? How does Hanukkah get a week? You know, and Christmas, we get a day in Christmas Eve. What's up with that, man?
0: I feel like that's, a, I feel like it's a much deeper conversation that we have on the man to man NBA show. I think that goes into like thousands of years of theological history. So
2: all I'm saying is I want some, you know, let me get a little extra love this time around. <laughs> I guess that's where Michael Buble is coming in. My left and right ears, man.
0: Well, I'll take y'all. I'm, I'm with y'all. I'd say anything before Thanksgiving. No, no, it's not acceptable. But December, we. I mean, I was listening to some today. I can't, I can't be a hypocrite. I typically write around this time, let Thanksgiving breathe a little bit, get it out through the system, and then come in strong with some Christmas music. And speaking of coming in strong, I believe that takes us to our basketball portion of the episode, which is, of course, most of the episode. And our first up here is the trivia question, so which I'm going to hand it over to Mr. Andy.
2: I'm ready for this one, man. I'm excited. Last week's trivia question, we kind of got you know shit on in TikTok, on the TikTok comments. The last trivia question that we had was, uh, you guys help me out here. What was it? Uh, who was traded for Kobe Bryant in 1996 in the 1996 draft? Everyone's like screaming Vlade Divac in the comments. Guys, did we not know that one?
1: I can't say that at the time we were doing it. I don't think we actually knew. I had his his face in my head. I just didn't. I couldn't pull the name, and I knew it was a uh, you know a foreigner name. But yeah, I don't know about it. Was for me? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't remember. So
2: we kind of got JP was feeling that one. That was gonna be his final yeah. guess. But uh, I don't know. Maybe we got to step it up a little bit. So. Shout out to to Man Podcast on TikTok. I don't know if you guys are ready for this one. Maybe that one was a bit easier. I don't know what y'all's record. I think y'all are one and one. We'll call it one and one since you guys are playing on a team. But this week's trivia question. You see I'm coming in like I'm trying to come in like that. <laughs> this week's trivia question. Which NBA player was nicknamed the Chocolate Thunder? See, and you get yeah. a hint and you get a get. Or you get
0: a hint and a question.
1: Feel like we're um, gonna get yeah. flamed again this week because <laughs> this to be something we know, right?
0: Yeah. Are we talking like? Give me the decade they they most they played in for the longest amount of time.
2: Okay. Um. Seventies.
1: <laughs> so this is the old. Late man. Se- late.
2: I- I'm sorry. Late seventies, early eighties. We all know what happened in the eighties. Well, I guess we don't because no, none of us were in the 80s, but yeah. Um, that's <laughs> the in the 80s, it's true. Yeah, a lot of things, a lot of things. Yeah. Um the hint this nickname was uh, bestowed upon him by Stevie Wonder. How about that? Stevie Wonder. Wow. Yeah, so I don't you know even, I, you I don't know if Stevie was seeing his games or not. But <laughs> just, you know him and wow. him and this guy were boys, and this guy's an o g man he's uh he's kind of a household name. I wouldn't be asking the question if he wasn't you know
1: see i I don't even have any guesses on this one to be honest with you i don't even have one 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 even good guess i feel like yeah. if, if i i would know it if i knew it i would you know but i just don't i don't have anything in the tank j p you got something for the tank in this one.
0: So the the first name that came to mind was was Moses Malone. the The timeline isn't isn't perfect, and he, that was kind of the style he played. But I don't think that's right. I also thought like a like a Daryl Dawkins, maybe, and also somebody else who came to mind was like like a Walt Frazier. But I don't really think Walt he didn't play a, a very thunderous game. You know, he was he was even more of a smooth smooth operator. I feel so, like Walt Frazier was
2: like a. Never mind, I'm thinking of somebody else. I apologize.
0: All right. Um,
2: yeah. You got a height on babe. this
1: guy? You got a height on this guy? How tall is this guy? Is he a big guy?
2: Yeah. So he played for the 76ers okay. and the New Jersey Nets. That's all I'll say. Uh, he's a center. You know, this guy's pushing like nine feet, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I don't have a. That's, that, that's crazy. I'm just kidding. Um,
2: he's, he's like, I don't know, bro. He's like 6'11.
1: I don't have a guess. Those are those are the guess. Those are good guesses you had, JP. You got what Moses Malone? Probably not it though. And Frazier, I have no idea.
0: Nah, just Frazier wasn't tall enough. I, I don't know. Here, I, I guess I don't really want to guess Moses Malone. Hoop, you got anybody just coming right now? If not, we're gonna have to probably go with our, by second.
1: <laughs> no, I. I have no idea. I was gonna say Shaquille O'Neal is somebody, but that just is not the right time line. So
0: All right. Uh, let's you know let's 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 go Daryl Dawkins. It's literally the only other name I thought of, so go for it.
2: Yeah. Um this player, American professional basketball player, particularly known for his tenure with the seventy sixers and Nets, uh, played briefly for the Pistons and the Utah Jazz late in his career, nicknamed Chocolate Thunder, who was Bestowed upon by Stevie Wonder, uh, known for his power, powerful dunks, breakaway rims, shattering backboards. We got a winner, Mr. Daryl Dawkins.
1: That's a good guess. Thank you. JP.
2: Thank you. I don't know
0: why. Karen. I don't know why that one came to mind, but he did. Shout out my man Daryl. I I, I, Moses was definitely, I for some reason, I don't know. I, I like Daryl. It's my guy. Shout out Chocolate Thunder, Daryl Dawkins.
2: It was a stud, man. Um, so I guess we'll cut that art uh, that part out. But if you listen to the episode, you know, maybe we'll pin your comment on the TikTok. Um, at Man to Man Podcast. Go check us out, man. Oh, shoot. Okay, so here we go. All right. So that was the trivia question. And uh, we're going to transition into our games of the week. And a lot of people aren't really riding with us, guys. So, uh, and I will say it's because we've all tried to bet against the Warriors. I've lost two against the Warriors. Liam, you've lost one. JP, you got rocked last week, man. People don't like the bet, but that's all right. We, we still ride, baby. That's what we do around here at the Man to Man podcast. So, my game of the week is going to be, if you guys are listening on a Monday, it's going to be tonight, Monday night. Uh, two teams that are young, electric, sure, we'll use the word again. Um, and a team that I like and uh, a team that actually I bet on last week and faded my own hometown team. Um, I'm going to bet on the Chicago Bulls again. We got the Charlotte Hornets, the Mellow Ball looking fly as a mug, Rozier, all those boys They're coming in Chicago Monday night. Um, I don't know, man. Chicago, they had a couple of games where they were away a couple of weeks ago. I think last week or two weeks ago, balled out on that streak, came back, um, lost to the Rockets at home, went back, uh, went back on the road and, and beat the Magic, came back home, lost to, uh, I guess it was the Heat, but we did see Caruso, number one play on top 10, just, you know, doing his thing over PJ Tucker. Uh, also, they have Kobe White back. So I just feel like they're just trying to get a feel for how he wants to play again because we all know Kobe White was a stud, right? Um, and then they were also without Caruso when they played the Pacers, but I told you, Liam, the Pacers have really good luck in Chicago. So who knows? I feel like this is a team that was on their high horse at first. Both these teams, really, the Bulls were now they're kind of sluggish. Uh, let's get, let's get them back in the game though. And uh I'm gonna take the Bulls probably on the spread here. It's gonna be a pick'em game. They're probably gonna be both minus ten. Um I'm gonna do a little parlay and make it interesting. So I'm gonna take an alternative spread here. I think they both average around 213 points, 215. Um, DeMar DeRozan is cooking right now. I think he's fifth in the league in all uh all time or uh leading points or whatever. And uh I'm gonna do an alternative spread probably at 208 209 it'll probably still be in the minus but um i'm gonna take the bulls spread and the alternative at either like 208 or 209 just to kind of push those odds up a little bit and see if we can make some coinage so that is my game of the week i don't know how you guys feel about that it's a lot of talking. i apologize but that's my game of the week man i'm riding with the bulls baby yeah
1: i don't know yeah, I mean those are two good. That's going to be a good matchup. Honestly, I feel like they kind of match up together really well. Um, and the Bulls, they got I would say more players like Zach Levine is, is like their superstar. So I don't I don't mind that pick. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, JP. I will probably not touch that game at all. If anything, I'm fading anything you're saying right now. But I probably will just do you the service of not not touching that.
2: One. I don't. I'm not. I don't
0: think I'm fade yet. I'm like I mean, close. you're close you're you're not because you you did have one hit recently but the the bulls pacers bet that was that one's tough to come back for especially a, on yeah.
2: your first win yeah.
0: bet, jp yeah that was brutal so i'm gonna say I'll, i apologize I'll about that, that. yeah yeah nah, chill. it's all good it's chill all on good. that
2: one but will you guys root for yeah. me at least I'll yeah, always.
1: i, I always yeah. I'm, I'm not i'm not throwing my money in the table on that one i don't think but maybe get one or two in a row or you know get a couple <laughs> games on your belt get the record back up and then we'll start throwing money again on your bets. But. All right,
2: that's fair. That's fair. Still early in the season, baby. Appreciate you guys who are riding with the boy. <laughs> I'll I'll go
1: into my game in a week here then. Um this is probably the probably the premier matchup for this week, I would say number 1 and number 2 team in the West. Um taking the Warriors and the Suns game on Tuesday on TNT. And I've been I've been feeling myself a little bit now in the last you know two and two and three weeks now just on all betting, and one of those bets that really helped me was last week, my last week's bet of the over. So I'm gonna stick with the over here, um, hammer it. These two teams will light it up. Steph Curry is out here cooking, as we all know. Um, so it'll probably be around 220, 224 in that area. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the over. These teams are going to light it up. And we'll see if, hopefully, I don't know if they play today, but I know the Suns are on a, like, 16-game winning streak. And I think the longest streak in Phoenix Suns history is 17. So, hopefully, they have that still going kind of just for the storyline. And then Golden State Warriors, you know, we just, we're seeing them, how good they are. And we haven't, I didn't really expect them to come out this hot. But. It's fun to watch Steph out there cooking. So points, points, points. bet the overman, hammer that shit, hammer it, hammer
2: that. Life is too short for the under brother. I would never, I will never bet on the under man. I really won't.
0: It's it's what you do if you want to hate the the viewing experience because I rooting for shots to miss on both sides of the court is just not an enjoyable way to live life. So we ain't betting the under, and I, I actually I really like that bet hoop. I think it's gonna go. I, I I could see this being like a one twenty five to one twenty matchup for sure. Both these teams like to run; they like to get shots up. I, I'm with it, and it's gonna be a damn good game to watch. Yeah,
2: I almost don't like how you didn't pick a team though, because this is a team that we're all trying to bet against. But if there's one team that's gonna do it, it's the team that's won what 15, 16 straight. <laughs> I down. think
1: we I think we've I think we learned that we're not betting against the Warriors until they lose. Like, so why not take the
2: Warriors and the over?
1: No, 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 no. Stay. Once they lose, I'll jump on that. Let's, you know, that's fight. a safe
2: bet. That's a safe bet.
1: Because the Suns could actually beat them. I don't. I, as their schedule lines up right now, the Suns have the best chances of who they're we, playing next. All
2: I know is we looked at this game and we said, who's the one that's going to talk about this game and make their game of the week? I'm sorry, man. Like you got to bet the Suns, bro. <laughs> I'm
1: not. You got to bet I the can't. Suns. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. I'm gonna, we've, I'm gonna just kind
2: of back that bet up and make my own like alternative game of the week <laughs> for you, though.
1: No, no, no. Well, once they lose, then now we can jump back on the Warriors and and how they lose. But I think we've all learned that we we can't. The Warriors are just bad news right now. We've all lost. It's why we all have bad records. I mean, my record two and two is not bad, but I would stay away from that. Stay away
2: from that. All right, all right. I hear you, brother. I hear you, my soldier. <laughs>
0: I took my turn getting absolutely kicked in the throat by the Warriors last week. Um, it ended up closer than it, than it really should have been with the Blazers. Uh, they made it actually like a ten-point game at the end on a minus six spread. I Actually, took the Blazers plus six, and uh, but at one point it was like a twenty-five-point game. So they they did kick me directly in the throat. So not good. But uh, at zero one, I'm taking. I'm switching up the vibes a little bit, and I'm going with uh, a game on Tuesday night in Barclays Center, seven thirty p.m. Knicks versus Nets, the battle for New York. Uh, and I'm going with a little same-game parlay. I, I'm going to cook something up for, for everybody here, send it out, feed the masses. I'm going to go KD over 30 points. And honestly, pretty close to what he's been averaging. So shouldn't be crazy odds, but I think he's going to hoop. Um, and I'm taking Evan Fournier over two threes. Again, not going to be insane odds, but uh, he's a guy who could really light it up. And I uh, guess a, a Nets team that plays decent defense, but perimeter defense leaves a little bit to be desired. I can see Fournier getting a lot of open shots. I think he makes at least two of them. And then uh, Patty Mills over 10 points. He's been really, really good off the bench for the, uh, for the Nets. Uh, he's honestly probably going to move into a pretty consistent spot. So he's just shooting better than a lot of other guys on the team right now. Uh, I think he definitely scores over 10. I could see him even getting up towards like 15. So that's my same game parlay. Uh, Nick's Nets, I'm taking Katie over 30, Evan Fournier over two threes, Patty Mills over 10. And while it is not part of my same game parlay, if I had to bet on this, I would say I'd probably take Nets money line.
1: Like that, I think.
0: Yeah,
2: let's get involved a little bit on the player props, man. <laughs> Liam is a big. I don't know, like I
1: don't, I don't I really, do I don't, I don't really. Support. Yeah, I really don't mess with the uh, like parlays and you know adding this and that. I'm more of just a, you know, unit by unit spread and and over under. You know, stack enough of those together, you'll you'll start making some money. But I don't mind it. I don't. I, I mean, those are. That's the thing about the parlay system. I don't really like you. You could go two for three and feel like you're out there killing it. You know, you're making the right plays. You're you're doing the right. You know, you're taking the right numbers. But one of them doesn't hit, then you're kind of shit out of luck. But I don't mind that. I think that that's definitely you know reasonable as a as a bet for that.
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate the confidence. Hopefully. I, I'm, I'm sniffing a little three in a week this week, gentlemen. That's that's all I'm saying. I'm I'm, I'm feeling it a little bit. It would be our, our great to have a, a one going for the first time, and then none of us have to be faded. But we'll we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, are you looking at me? Because I, I,
0: hey, you, we're I I haven't won yet in game of the week, so <laughs> everybody should be fa- should be fading me at the moment. That's but it's tough to fade a same game parlay. So I'm covering my bases here.
2: I don't think bit. we've got a week where we've all won. Oh hell no. Yeah, but we're only in the third or fourth week.
0: Yeah, so it's it's coming. It's coming, and it'll feel very good when it happens. Okay. Uh, And with that, the games of the week out of the way, hopefully again, hopefully we'll be three and up. We're going to go into the old man to man worthy, talk about some conversations, we think, from the week of NBA basketball are man-to-man worthy. And if anything isn't, we'll just keep it moving for y'all folks because we don't want to waste your time. It's valuable. It's the only thing we really have in this world is time. So... (laughs) First off, man-to-man worthy, this is a subject that actually spans multiple subjects, but the subject is LeBron James, and um, as it has been for so long in the NBA, just everything about LeBron. Uh, So to start, we actually had really, really bad timing last week, because basically as soon as we stopped recording our episode for the week, LeBron and Isaiah Stewart, a uh, young power forward for the Pistons, basically had the biggest fight we've seen in NBA in a long time. There wasn't a lot of altercation, but Isaiah Stewart was running around the court, trying to go into the tunnel to find LeBron. It was actually, wow, a little bit scary, fun to watch. As uh, soon as LeBron gets suspended, a fine, of course, as is Isaiah Stewart. And LeBron's first game back, he's having fans ejected from the crib saying, get out of here, I don't want to see you anymore. And then he's hitting clutch shots, and he's grabbing his balls, and he's, he's getting fined for that, he's hitting the silencer. It was a big week for LeBron in a lot of things that didn't have anything to do with his games. So... Do we think as always is LeBron man-to-man worthy and uh what do we just think about LeBron going absolutely insane this last week?
1: Yeah, it's definitely definitely news worthy I would say. I would just say the biggest thing is that for LeBron to be doing all this, I think he's trying to in a sense get like some type of momentum going, you know. The the team is lacking a bunch of chemistry right now you know trying to figure this and that and i don't know if this would be my you know how i would do it but in one way or another he'll try to get you know some type of momentum going and and you know happening getting suspended obviously doesn't help doing that but same time getting you know showing all his players and his teammates that he cares um is one way to you know start to get back on the right track but the biggest thing I saw from this week was he was playing the Pacers when he was um, trying to get the fans kicked out. And these two kids are are over there, you know, talking about, like, uh, his son, Bronny, should, you know, hope hope he, like, dies in a car crash or something crazy. And obviously, I don't think there's a place for that in the game. But it is kind of funny that all this kind of lines up together with him just getting, you know, in a fight and then getting um, suspended, then coming back. and you know, getting fans kicked out for, you know, threatening his son or whatever. It's just, it's LeBron James, you know, <laughs> you got to love it or hate it, but that's just kind of typical LeBron James. So I don't mind it. I actually kind of like it and, you know, judge me for that. But for me, I kind of like it. So I'm always back up LeBron James and whatever he's doing. Got
2: so. shout pace Pacer nation, baby. You know, <laughs> I love to see that. You know, you guys up in Indianapolis, you ain't got nothing else going on. so. That's what they're doing in Indianapolis, man. The Pacers and LeBron, I just feel like, got this weird, weird beef that this dates back to 2014, you know, Eastern Conference Finals, uh, days we had Lance Stevenson, uh, David Smith. That's not even his fucking name, bro. Roy Hibbert, Paul George, George Hill. What was it? Who was it? Uh, David West, sorry. Um, You come out. I'm sorry. Is that the second time he hit the silencer? Is that the second time he hit it?
1: I remember one time, other, I don't know if that was, uh, well, like, yeah, I don't know if it was like as much of a, you know, show as this one was just cause yeah. I don't know if, you know, LeBron James is always in the news, but like right now he's really in the news. So that was kind of like the,
2: yeah, I, it's, you know, Pacer nation baby. But, uh, I, I agree with you, Liam. I don't know if there's anything else I'd really say on that. It's just, yeah, the, the Lakers look like shit right now. LeBron's putting up donkey balls. I think the whole suspension thing kind of, um, take them off a lot. You know, he gets fined for talking about the, I don't know, what was, what was he talking about in the post game? Um, they find him like 15 grand for cursing or just kind of talking about the whole suspension yeah. thing. Um, obviously thought he shouldn't have been suspended, didn't do anything. It was, I, I think it was a basketball play on the whole Isaiah Stewart thing, just kind of caught him in the face and, Stewart went nuts, but uh, yeah, sure, I agree with you, man. the The Lakers are are obviously not a clear favorite at all to even maybe make it to the Western Conference Finals. I think there are a couple teams, obviously like the Suns, the Warriors, who have a better chance right now, and obviously the Clippers too, right? Um, so just trying to find that momentum. I love that. You know, that's always gonna be like a key theme, uh, a key word that I say around here when it comes to NBA and getting your team ready. Just momentum, and um, I like to see LeBron like that. You know, the only LeBron that when you talk about LeBron James and why people don't like LeBron James is why, you know what I'm saying? He's a fucking powder. He pouts all the time. And I get that. I've seen that. I want to root for LeBron's legacy. I grew up on Kobe, Um, but I would love to to root for LeBron's legacy. And it sucks to hear like, yeah, it's a powder because I got to agree with that because I've seen plays, especially in the playoffs like last year um, in that first round where, I think it was even like the last game when the Suns had it. I, I think, you know, it, it was like a six point game, but the Suns clearly kind of had it, but LeBron just turns the ball over with like two minutes left and just doesn't get down Uh back on, you know, back on defense, it's just little plays like that, that don't make him the goat. Um Doesn't have that dog mentality, but I love to see, you know, hold your, hold them donkey balls up, brother. You know what I'm saying? Let's, I want to root for you, LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? I want to see you and Steph and Clay be in the Western Conference Finals again. So, yeah, sure. Uh, the silencer, man, when he's bringing that out, he's not just bringing that out. You know what I'm saying? There's a there's a time and a place for that. And I think Indy's got a little bit of uh, a, a part of that. I don't know if he would do that anywhere else, really, uh, except teams that he just really doesn't like. But, uh, yeah, sure, man. I like to see it and see what happens with that team. man. I, I do want to root for the Lakers, uh, another team, but yeah, sure. Let's let's build the momentum and and let's ball. You know what I'm saying? Don't stop pouting, dude. The biggest ball. thing.
1: The biggest thing is that to do that, you gotta start winning games. That's like the biggest thing of momentum. And they're not doing that right now. I think they're ten and ten. But any way is possible for LeBron James to get these guys. You know, kind of. I feel like another thing is they're older too, so like, you gotta get a lot of more like. Out of your older players to come out every night and maybe doing you know holding your nuts and and getting ejected and getting yeah. fine. kind of like will wake them up a little bit. I think that's- boost
2: a little yeah. testosterone, a little extra guy in the in the locker room before pregame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anybody need this? You know, I'm about to stick it <laughs> up my ass. Like, let's get a shot up like cheeks now. Let's boost testosterone here. Let's get it going. Uh, I don't know. Why don't they just do like a first play, Liam? Remember when you guys were doing the USN? Was it the USN play that you guys did? This JP, they're, the first play uh, at USN, every single game, Liam, you can probably tell it better than I can. But I'll actually I'll let you tell the first play. But that's what the Lakers should do. Someone's got to do what you guys did first play. High school game. You never see this shit. Liam, I'll, I'll uh, I, I don't, direct I, it to I, I you. Think,
1: I think it, it even is better if it's coming from you because I just the play that I run. I, so...
2: So they get, they pretty much get the tip, right? There's no way they're not getting the tip. They got a guy. I mean, USN on Liam, when Liam was a senior, their whole team was just raw. And so they got a guy that's like 6'10", bro. And like gets the tip, obviously. I don't know how the play was drawn or anything, but it worked every time. Gets a tip, gets it to the point guard. Um, I don't know. Point guards dribbling over to the left side. Does another pass to the wing. There's the uh the tip guy, the center, that's like probably at the elbow, or probably like the a little bit left of the top perimeter, gets like a back screen, just oops every time. It's wide open every time. And that's how they start the game. And like that's the momentum that they need. I think the Lakers need to just do some crazy play. Like, let's not get the tip and just, you know, here, let me uh do it between the legs and just give it back to you, Russell. What's that doing? You know, throw the oop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Throw the oop, but it was just Liam, a simple, if- yeah. It was just a simple
1: back screen for you, you know, your big man. Hopefully that the other, you know, defensive big man hasn't really engaged and got back into his full defensive, you know, I guess whatever defensive stance or you know, in his area where he ever supposed to be because you know our our bigger guy, our center, was kind of lengthy and stuff. So it was it was pretty easy for him to to run up the court and be his man, especially after the tip, but. But yeah, something like that to to get the you know energy going right off the tip. And it's got to be it. a
2: three. I'm sorry, JP. You can chime in any time, <laughs> but it's got to be a three, bro. Like every single time. Like someone just shoot the three, or someone just pull up from logo, like first <laughs> shot every time. And then let's uh, play ball. You know what I'm saying? Uh,
0: I love. All right, whenever Coach Andy comes out, it's always a good time. That I mean, I, I'm sure Vogel's listening in right now. Like, damn, dude, why? Did, like, we gotta, we gotta get that one in the playbook. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I we were talking about LeBron at one point. Um, I <laughs> is I, I can I say something mean about the Pacers just oh, because we're gonna talk about the, the Blazers? Do y'all think y'all have such beef with LeBron because he's more successful than y'all's entire franchise?
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. he's, he's 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 hurt us all right we're wounded i've i've <laughs>
2: cried over lebron beating us multiple times
1: yes. we're wounded out here we can't yeah. we, it's like you know a gunshot wound that just can't stop bleeding Paul george couldn't bleeding. do
2: it Olo Deep almost had it mm-hmm. it's like what come on man and so that's just that's who he's got to be he's got to be that guy playing the pacers every single game and i know we always talk about With LeBron, okay, it's when it's playoff time, it's playoff LeBron. But you got to put yourself in a position to win some games and get a lot of momentum here. And a lot of it, what we're talking about with first plays and everything like that, it's the first part of the season, man. It's like the most critical part of the season to get some momentum going and show other teams that, hey, I'm ready to ball. Because when other teams are looking at the Lakers and playing the Lakers, oh sure, they got LeBron. They're all washed, though. They're all old. I'm ready to ball on these guys. You know what I'm saying? So um triple overtime i don't know was it against the kings or something but uh you know barely got the dub out of that one took the pacers to overtime so it's just like yeah kind of teams are, are are not are not very intimidated by the lakers right now so shoot the half court shot and then you might
0: yeah no, nobody's scared of lakers right now i mean it's still lebron james and at the end of the day they're they're gonna be fine but yeah i'm i'm with i'm with both of you i like watching it. bill and lebron is one of my favorite players of all time like back in miami when he just didn't care at all and we might be seeing a little bit of that now in los angeles so. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. That, that, that was, I like LeBron in this state, for sure. Um, we, we got a little bit on tangent on that one, so our next topic was going to be Joel Embiid being back and actually hooping, um, I'll say. I'll, I'll just start, even though we don't have a lot of time to talk about this one. Um, 42 points of the first game back is no joke. Double overtime loss to the Timberwolves, tough one. Uh, Sixers are in a bit of a state of worry right now, I'd imagine. But with Joel Embiid back, I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, I can't imagine
1: either of you all have too much to say on it. But if you do, please, go ahead. No, I think you kind of summed it up. I think 76ers yeah. are kind of at like that 10-10 and 10 record. You kind of mill pack right out of the, the playoff berth. So getting him back is, is good. And hopefully they, like we said, build some momentum and see where they end up. Uh, good to see.
2: Like the Lord was talking to Embiid, man. I don't know. He was talking about in the press conference that he really did feel ill. Uh, and I guess glad Carl Anthony Towns and Embiid can squash that and, you know, off court and things like that. It is bigger than basketball. I get that. So glad the big guy is OK and hopefully eating cheeseburgers again. man. Keep it moving.
0: Keep it moving. It is shout out Big Joe, my MVP pick, although that's not going to happen. All right. Uh, next thing, actually a big conversation, because this is one of the guys who, while well, he had slowed down recently, was one of the best players in the NBA this year. Most improved player candidate. Shout out Andy for throwing that money down. Uh, ja Morant goes down with a left knee sprain this week. Looked pretty bad in the game. It was kind of a non-contact fluke thing. Thought it could have been really bad. Ends up just just a left knee sprain, which I know is a lot to say, but in the NBA, we take what we can get. Uh No real timeline yet. Ja seems to be a fast healer. He's healed fast in the past. But with the way the Grizzly season is going right now, can they survive without Ja Morant, especially coming into this next stretch here, this kind of game's 20 to game 40 stretch and um basically what what do we think this has on John Morant's season as a whole? Is this something that he's gonna come back from and be really good or is he gonna come back and have to find his way back through the back into the rigor again?
1: Yeah, I mean Andy, I'll let you go first because this is your kind of, you know, your bet that you made here, um a little futures bet. So I'll let you speak on this first if you want. Um how you feeling about that? Is that gonna like hinder
2: yeah, the bet? I, um, I don't know. You know, I I saw it, and JP. I don't know if it, it was a non-contact injury, and I definitely thought about you guys when it happened and things like that. I saw it on my feed, and I'm like, oh my god. You know, with the whole ES, the whole everyone's just trying to fade me right now. It's he's still hitting the the most improved. Don't get me wrong. It, it's either gonna be I'm sorry. It's either gonna be him. Miles Bridges or LaMelo Ball. I'm throwing LaMelo in there now. Um, I'm looking at the score against the Kings right now, man. It's 48-35, to 35, and I know we're talking about the Kings, but Memphis is up right now. Uh, Jaron Jackson, Desmond Baines, it looks it looks to be starting uh, in replacement of Job Moran, Jones, Stephen Adams, Dylan Brooks. They still got a solid core. We've kind of talked about the Grizzlies always having those extra guys. And, uh, John Moran is he's just a scary player when he comes down on all those dunks. And I, I feel like it's not just me that thinks that this man is always just landed on one legs and always just trying to nut on head and shit. And so, um, kind of relax a little bit. Maybe you, you never want to see a player like that get hurt, but, and this might be the best case scenario for job ja Morant and being that, Hey, let's kind of re- reevaluate and not, not do all this stupid stuff, man. Take care of your body. Um, Think about the moves that you're making. And and that's just he's just a young guy, too, man. We've seen John Moran adjust his game um over the past couple of years now. And I, I think last year, a big thing that I've noticed about John Morant this year and why I really believe that he's the most improved is not only he's putting up numbers and everything else, he's still versatile uh and very freakishly athletic. But the last last year that I saw him do was just be too out of control. And now He's kind of caught himself. He's kind of adjusted to the game where it's, it's slower to him, I'd imagine. Um, but I guess my whole point right here is you know what you have. You realize what you have, John Morant. And this is be- best case scenario for you as, a, as an injury goes. Let's kind of, I don't know, put some lotion on the guy, you know, maybe some Vaseline, dude. Let me go kiss it for you. I don't know. Um, but I think he'll be back and I, Still got I still got the bet with John Morant gonna be most improved because I believe the Grizzlies can make it without John Morant, at least here with these other guys. Um, just filling the filling their places and and also just kind of being together as a team over the past couple years. So not really worried about the Grizzlies. Obviously, a team that's not a contender, but yeah, John Morant, it could have been a lot worse. And but I've seen him this year kind of slow it back a little bit, adjust to all that craziness from last year. And like I said, best case scenario for Ah uh, John ja Morant's wishing for a speedy recovery, so yeah ja, don't don't do your boy dirty man. I need you back on the court.
1: yeah, I would say I think we've mentioned this a couple of times now, but if you were to compare John ja Morant to another player in n b a and kind of through his like rookie kind of first five years, i guess um that ish stage um is like a Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook with an energy guy, and the only thing that's different is Russell Westbrook is more kind of built, he's not like as stringy. Um, as Ja Morant so maybe for the future Ja Morant needs to you know not like just be like Zion Williamson and come in at 300 pounds but maybe build his body um, a little bit more in terms of like being able to handle the I guess the physical side of how he plays and so that could be one of it I think it's good news that it was a sprain um, so it's probably you know a couple of weeks maybe four at the most um, but as we see the you know, Memphis Grizzlies lose two in a row here now. They've lost three of the last four. Like you said, they're not really, you know, nobody's thinking that they're going to be contending for a championship. But in terms of your betting, I, uh, you know, I guess that was the best case scenario for him not to do anything else dramatically. But um, yeah, I think the Grizzlies will be fine. They still need, you know, a couple more maybe seasons to kind of get, uh, you know, we've talked about it, add a player here or there. To kind of get into that, you know, NBA championship discussion, but for him himself, maybe work on a couple more of those, you know, building his body and, like you said, kind of take a step back and pick and choose where you're you're aggressive. So that's all I really got to say. Hope he he comes back and and stronger and better than than he was or sort of, as he is. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm I'm with both of y'all. Uh, I think that this is above everything. Obviously, hope Ja gets healthy, gets back because he's just one of the best players in the NBA to watch and has really has been the all-star for that team and was going to be an all-star. Um, I think for the Grizzlies right now, this is a really interesting kind of litmus test. Be like, where are we without Ja? Because if you want to be a great team in today's NBA, you got to have great players, but you, you, the rest of the team has to be there or else you, you just you will never succeed. And I think this is a good chance for a guy like Jaron Jackson Jr., who's been good but hasn't really shown that he can do it night in, night out. A guy like Dylan Brooks, who's been pretty much underrated his entire career. Guys like that to show up and and announce that, yeah, Jaw's great and we want him back, but we can win games without him. And because they, I don't think they've really proven that in the last two years, but this is a good chance for him to do it. Um, I, I hope he comes back fast. I hope the sprain is just that. I hope it's just a, a sprain. You can, maybe you can throw a brace on it. Yeah, it might slow him down, but like you said, Andy, maybe that's for the best. The man is every time he comes down, it's it looks like it could be a train wreck. It never it hasn't been yet, but it could be. So yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm with both of y'all. Get him back, get those Grizzlies rocking again, and uh, see if they can make a play in the West. It's a it's tough out there, but if any team can do it, maybe make a first round upset. It's a team like the Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, now
1: before we you know, move on, I, I'm glad you brought that because that was the last thing I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I think though. With the the Grizzlies, in terms of the playoff situation, is they always have a chance to make it into that seven or eight yeah. seed. So hopefully I would want to make that clear. It's like hopefully this isn't like long-term in terms, you know, you say one or two weeks to four to six weeks, and then um, he comes back and then it just is straggling the entire season. If that's the case, then the Grizzlies do, you know, it, their season could be hindrance in terms of making into that you know, seven or eight seed, because you're right, like you said, they are a team that can always, could be a team that upset somebody at the top, like a Suns team, or I wouldn't say the Warriors because I feel like the Warriors are, like, untouchable right now, but, you know, a Suns team, a Jazz team, don't count out the, the Grizzlies to be that team that, you know, possibly make that upset. So I'm glad you brought that up for sure.
0: Yep, definitely. They, I mean, they they gave the Jazz everything they had last year. They really did. It was it was, it was a good series. I I, I really like this Grizzlies team. Again, I are still a few steps away from ever competing for a championship, but they they are a pest in the first round. Going from a uh, borderline playoff team to a team that will not be making the playoffs, the Houston Rockets. Although they have won some games since we talked about whether or not they were going to win any more games. So <laughs> again, the man the man to man curse strikes again, but this time in a good way for the Rockets. Um, but instead of just the Rockets as a whole, this is about. John Wall, the man who has taken up the most money on their books by a pretty significant margin, has not played a lick for him this season. He's been on the bench, healthy scratches, DNPs, every, almost every game. Um, and he just came out this week saying he wants to play. Originally, he wanted to play for the Rockets. They're probably not going to start him. Now you say he doesn't want to play for the Rockets. He wants to be traded. A couple things about John Wall. Uh, and before we – that I'm going to present before you guys get a little chance to go out of here. I'm not sure how much we'll talk about it, but – John Wall will never be John Wall of the past. He's not the Wizards John Wall. This is the John Wall, a less explosive, a less dynamic, just older John Wall. He's never gonna be that good. John Wall is being paid $40 million this year, which is a significant tax hit or cap hit for any team in remote contention. The only teams that do not really hit are like the Rockets, where they doesn't matter. And more than anything, John Wall is a liability on the offensive end because he cannot consistently shoot. That is how I feel about John Wall. And so that's why in my mind, this is absolutely not news because John Wall is not going to push the needle for any team. So whether it's with the Rockets or anybody else, John Wall wanting to be trading, one to play, doesn't mean anything, in my opinion. I would love to hear what you guys have to say.
1: Well, you brought up this question last week to us about, how much money would it take us to just sit on the bench? Um, You know, we said, you know, I guess consensus, like not a lot of money. But if you're making $40 million Mm. and I'm John Wall, why won't you just shut up and just sit on the bench or just do as little as much as little as possible this year? Because I don't think the Rockets would ever make a good deal to trade him to another team. He's not going to go to a contending team because all the contending team don't have enough money for his, you know, his salary this year. So why don't you just for one more year, keep in really good shape, do go through this and that, but just, just make your $40 million and then next year and the following year, then you can start to decide maybe is this, you know, what's my new, you know, we talk about like levels in terms of like where you are in your career. He's probably at the end portion, you know, that end tier of his um, career. Step back, maybe find a role on a team like a Carmelo Anthony with the Lakers that you just fit in really good with. Come off the bench, be be that spark for five to ten minutes here and there, and then go from there. So for me, I'm kind of with you. It's not really news. I wouldn't be making – trying to make headlines if I'm making $40 million doing nothing, and if the Rockets say don't – they don't want to play me or they don't want to start me or this and that. You're not, there's not much for you to do in that, in that instance. And we just make your money. And then next year and the following year, kind of put yourself in that position to kind of excel in, in that new role or that new like career that you're going to have. So I'm with you on that. I, I not much moves there on that front.
2: I got a question. Right. Um. So after this season, this, is it still the same thing as with any other team like having to pick up his contract for next season?
0: Um, I believe this is the last year of John Wall's contract. I can actually research it. It's,
2: right I think it's this year and next year because it's a yeah, total. Oh, of,
0: yeah, 2023. He's, a, he's yeah. A unrestricted. So, yes. And actually, because he's on the Supermax, it's only going to go up. Yeah. Um, what the Rockets could do if they so chose after this year is they could negotiate into some sort of buyout, mm-hmm. um, which is what for forty million is really hard, but it could happen. But yeah, look, nobody's trading for a forty mil John Wall. It's it's John Wall is, is right now worse than Russell Westbrook, and I don't think anybody would trade for Russell Westbrook's contract besides the Lakers right
1: now. Right, that's what I'm saying. So uh, th- mm-hmm. this next this next year or this year, be content of whatever the Rockets are are telling you to do. And then for the next year, if it really is that much, they might trade you in the offseason for some big lottery picks and and a draft package and a couple other young talented players. But other than that, just kind of set yourself up for that next contract because obviously you're not getting paid $40 million in this league ever again. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I wouldn't – if I was him, I wouldn't want to be like that cancer-ish – You know, because that's kind of what it's starting to feel like with him. He's kind of being this, you know, player in which he's kind of hard to deal with in terms of wanting to play and not playing. So kind of just don't make headlines. Yeah,
2: I I don't have a huge take on this. Um, I think they just trade him for Westbrook. Westbrook goes back to the Rockets. (laughs)
0: You know what I'm saying? Just just reverse the last trade? Hell no! I don't think either team really would be interested in in that. But I, w- I would love to see it. I, but I I think John Wall's career is basically over. Is the way I see it.
2: He's gonna have to find himself a side hustle. But at that point, you're gonna still get paid. You might as well just sit, man. I wouldn't want to play if I. The thing is, this is a drama queen, man. You know, it's um, just I, I, it's it's kind of like an Isaiah Thomas situation almost. I don't know, like how like similar it is but this is what this kind of like situation reminds me of obviously the james harden situation but just got put in a really bad situation you know and so it's like all right you didn't want to play the team's trying to tank now you guys are like hey i'm still here man like hey you still coming to practice yeah well can i play uh yeah but you know you'll probably sit the bench because we want to get these other rookies you know starting and obviously try to get some experience in the NBA. And it's like, I don't know. I just feel like the guy got put in a really, really bad position. John Wall is one of eight, all time. John Wall is probably one of my favorite players of all time, but guy that gets put in a shitty position like that. And then just, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I that's why I'm not talking a lot about it because I don't know about, you know, it's, it's obviously a huge talk with the contracts and everything else. Like, I don't know how the contract got put up with I don't know how the contract was that big with him with the Rockets or anything like that what was he thinking or what were they thinking that he was going to be for the Rockets so there I have a lot of questions about that and uh, that's kind of why I just don't want to speak on unless you guys know the answers to any of those um money not, the
1: money the money worked you know yeah. the Rockets kind of saw the opportunity to to move around James Harden and Russell and so when you got a big contract like that and you are in a in the situation where you want to rebuild and, you know, start from scratch and all you gotta do is hang on to one player like John Wall. You kinda kinda he kinda his contract kinda made it easy to be able to move the other players and the other pieces that they needed to to make it a, a restart happen. But same time I, I like what you said in terms of kind of just a shitty situation he got put in. So
0: Yep. And I think it's i don't think it's gonna get any better for me we'll say that but besides the ben Simmons situation i'm not sure we have a, a guy who's a legit like could be superstar level in the league on a in a worse position right now although God, i got out of it i think john wall is any longer a superstar
2: Quick and uh, with, uh yeah. honorable yeah. honorable shout out right here for the Rockets though. Mm-hmm. garrison matthews real quick shout out G man uh big time bucket yeah big time bucket it's the hate- other night so uh, shout out good Garrison, man. man. Keep uh, Garrison just keeps finding himself in situations, like really good situations.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, he's getting that burn, getting them checks. What, what more can you do?
2: Shout out G Mats. We see you over there representing the Nashville boys. We appreciate it, man. Yeah,
1: you're gonna have to come yes, back sir. on and tell us how the how that Rockets organization works, man. Yeah. Yeah. we don't know. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: we we have a we
1: have <laughs> a
2: lot of questions.
0: Yeah, uh, the the last man to man worthy topic we had was the uh, the Trailblazers and how they're nine and one at home and one and nine on the road. I I am a Blazers fan and I I because we're out of time, I'll just I'll take this one here. Uh the Blazers need to start winning on the road. They don't know how to win on the road in the modus center. You can't play every game there. Um there's I would say that right now the Trailblazers' biggest problem is the fact that they can't play any defense and their rotations are still trying to figure it out. Um this year little's been really good for them and the the problem is is now where does he fit in the lineup with a guy like Larry Nance and Nurkic? Do you play? You play three bigs, basically. It's a it's a whole thing. Dame and CJ have, have been up and down. Uh, the Blazers are in a, are in a tough spot, and I, as a fan, it's tough. It's tough to watch. Um, you, it's tough to see a team like statistically speaking, a team as good as the, the Blazers should not ever be one in nine on the road, but they just are. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but other than that, I'm I'm good to keep it moving on to who eats this week. If you gentlemen are.
2: Yeah, yeah I I kind of just want to say one thing about that real mm-hmm. quick. And, um, I think with the whole drama situation this off summer with Dame coming back, not wanting to come back, not saying where he's going, then being like, okay, this is my team. This is my team. You do that to kind of put yourself in that next position, like what we were talking about just a second ago with the other players. And, um, I think we're not going to see Damien Lord in a Trailblazers jersey. I don't think after this season. I don't know if that's a hot take. Um, I don't know. If People, I think people are very attracted to Damian Lillard and acquiring him, but I think he kind of knew that it just kept was it was just going to continue to down downfall and be a down slope from here. And he's shooting thirty percent from three point and thirty nine percent from the field. This is like a reoccurring theme with the Trailblazers, man. Damian Lillard goes for thirty, McCollum goes for thirty. Those are the games that they barely win. You don't win basketball games like that. Um I don't know, man. I I don't think Damian Lord will be in a Trailblazer jersey. I I do feel bad for the guy, but you know you, you don't deserve. He he's a player. He's one of my favorite players too. JP doesn't deserve this career that he's getting right now. And I, I think you know he'll obviously have his jersey retired in Portland. But would love to see Damien lord And we're not even talking about a Lakers or a Warriors or a team like that. But maybe another team that's a contender. Maybe a team that's. I don't know, like the Jazz or the Nuggets or just another team that makes sense for him to be there. But no, I don't I don't think. I think Damian Lillard knew what he was doing by coming back and not blowing everybody off because, you know, wasting all those years. But yeah, he he, does, he definitely deserves a better career. So I don't think Damian Lillard would be in a Trailblazer jersey after the season.
1: I want to stop you real quick just to say one thing. I don't think he has a bad career, you know. His career hasn't been bad in Portland. I don't think that's the... He doesn't, he maybe deserves a better career in the sense of like being able to compete in a year in and year out for a championship. But I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that's based on having a bad career. Like Charles Barkley made it to the finals one time and he's had one of the best careers ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. In terms of like personal, um, just, just personally being a part of the game and, and putting up good numbers and competing in, uh, Game in and game out every night. So that, I don't know if that, that's, I wouldn't say he's had a bad career. He just hasn't been put in the position to really, really, truly, um, I guess, win championships, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I wasn't trying, I don't know, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to say he's had a bad career. I just think he deserves more. And I I don't think it's, I think he knows what he's doing right now with him being like, not just having a lot of confidence in the team. You know, one and nine on the road. He's kind of like, well, this is going to fucking suck again. So. He's he's probably not he's probably not in it anymore. Yeah.
1: All right, we can move on, JP. Sorry.
0: Yeah, we'll see that 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 conversation topic does make me sad. However, I I understand every every sentiment there. But that that's a that's that's all we got from Man of Man worthy, I guess I should say. And um, now we'll go into our second ever time doing who eats this week. Last week we did it for Thanksgiving, and uh, my pick to eat was Paul George, who was solid last week. I mean, I wouldn't say he was. Eaten all over the place, but he was he was basically right at his average, about twenty-five points. Um had a very down game against the Pistons where he really didn't play that much because it's the Pistons. So I would say really all in all, consider Paul George been eaten every week this season. I'd say he ate last week, but I'm gonna try to do a little bit better this week. I'm taking Bradley Beal. Uh the Wizards, surprise of the season. They're still going. They have slowed down a little bit. They're trying to rely a little bit more on Bradley Beal, their superstar. Uh they got games against the Spurs, Tim Rolves and Cavs this week. Uh, with the Wizards needing that kind of just automatic offense Bradley Beal can provide. I think he's got a. I think he has a big week this week. And uh, I think he's going to eat this week. Uh, that's, that's my pick. And then I'm going to set it to a man who had a actual incredible pick last week. Liam, tell us about your, your successes.
1: Yeah. So last week I said Trey young, I think mm-hmm. Trey young needed to come out and be that guy that we know that he can be. And, Not to say that he hadn't been doing that, but he just needed to take it to another level um, in that sense. But, yeah, Trey Young had 30 against the Thunder, 31 against the Spurs, 31 against the Grizzlies, and 33 against the Knicks. I mean, 30 points in all four games in the week is, I would say, the definition of of eating. Um, So great pick for me, I guess, there. Um, They're still kind of struggling a little bit to find their – you know, chemistry in terms of how the Hawks are playing, but it's good to see him kind of stepping up. Maybe we'll sprinkle in maybe like a forty or fifty point game here to to come and they might get those those wheels clicking. But this week I'm gonna take Luca and I know it I kinda of said this to JP while we were prepping this, mm-hmm. but it might be a chalk pick. But I think the the biggest thing is for him, the Mavericks are also kinda of struggling right now in terms of Kind of staying relevant in the you know contender or kind of just that next tier down of just like being there, and for them to make that next step, Luca has to keep doing Luca things. And this week is the best week to do it in terms of who they're playing. They're playing the Pelicans, which are god awful this week or this year. Um uh, They play them twice, and then the Grizzlies without John Morant that we've kind of talked about. So this is kind of a good. Way to get those gears clicking and, and kind of rolling and keep on out to that, you know, 20 or 40 game stretch that we, we talk about. But I'm going to take Luca for this week's uh, who's going to eat for me. I know, Andy, you've been dying to tell us who, who the hell is going to eat <laughs> this week because last week you didn't know who it was. So who you got eating this week? You were talking about Thanksgiving Christmas. Yeah, it?
2: yeah, yeah. I know. Sorry. i <laughs> It was a little buzzed last week, man. A little buzzed. <laughs> freedom. I won't let you down. Freedom. We'll not give you a freedom. Come on, guys. You get to give her what you say. You guys
0: you know want who it us is? to come in there? Did you want us? When, oh, when you say, Come <laughs> on, guys, <laughs> did you want us? Was that going to become a, a, tr- yeah. a trio? So, uh, uh,
2: a guy that was drafted third in the 2011, first round, you know, uh, averaging, I guess, 13 minutes in the last 10 games. Sleeper, man, 3% rostered on fantasy basketball, averaging about five of a, a, a night. But, you know, a guy they need. Um, and it's cancer freedom. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> Doubt
2: out, baby. Let's get back in the game. Uh, he's getting his uh, official. <laughs> you
0: are you are insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: real quick. Legally, he's changed his name to Ennis Cancer Freedom. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I like Ennis Cancer, man. Something about uh, he's gonna be a legal citizen as far as or uh, as up to uh, as of Monday today. So Ennis Cancer, a guy who think I think he's gonna eat. You know, he's eating. He's eating off the court. And, uh, hopefully, he had a good Thanksgiving and everything else. It's gonna be a good week for him. Uh, you know, I might pick him up in fantasy basketball. I think I actually do have him in fantasy basketball. But um, you know, Celtics need him. You know what I'm saying? See, Celtics need him. So, um, if you had to take a player prop for this week, definitely Ennis Cancer in one of these games. The, the the Celtics will hopefully blow a team out here. He'll get some. He'll get some prime time and um take him over like five points, maybe. You know, averaging five. So Ennis Cancer Freedom is my guy, man. He's gonna eat this week, man. <laughs> Shout out to Ennis Cantor, man. Freedom. Welcome to the nation, baby. God loves you, gang gang.
0: I, I, I love Ennis Cantor. I do. I love him since ever since, I mean, because he's done some great things for the Blazers. And I, I truly believe he is standing for the right things. And also the fact that he's like actually can't go back to his home country because if he does, he'll be like it, taken into prison and or executed on the spot is insane to me. And he still chooses to speak out against the wrongs he believes are happening. Um but to think he's gonna eat this week is is clinically insane i mean the the the, the he he he's probably not even he, maybe ten minutes a game and thirteen that, thirteen yeah yeah but i'll be, like i think he plays that this week i guess,
1: i guess for him eating is like getting a double double so if he gets a double double <laughs> yeah. ten points ten rebounds this week he he yeah. got official eating for him, so
0: he was eating. That, that, that's a feast spread as canter this,
2: this season. yeah i mean yeah averaging six boards so I, I i don't know you know we're gonna call it if 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 he's eden you know what i what fade me if you want but i'm i'm going over five on this one five buck uh five boards five points baby let's get it
1: well i guess with that guys uh nba talk for this week has come to a close episode 88 um, but if you want to keep up with us daily, make sure you go check us out on all social media platforms at Man to Man Podcast. With that, unless you guys don't have anything else, I'm going to namaste these fools out of here. So namaste to you guys. Namaste.
0: Namaste. Shout out Daryl Dawkins. Namaste. Ace
2: the Nation, baby. See? Only in the night,
1: it ain't about nothing. I'm straight hustling.